You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Okay, and first off, I've got to, uh, well, apologize for uh, Georgia Power, I guess. Uh, they We had an outage, and I've been sitting here at the office uh, since about 7, just a little after 7. And uh, the power has just now come back on, so I called Tom, and Tom called Richard, and Richard called in, and I called in, and Tom has called in. So good morning, gentlemen, and we'll have a little bit of an abbreviated uh, show today, but uh, we'll make it through. So good morning, everybody. How are you all doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. Good. We got snow in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like home, huh, Richard? Sure does. Sure does. We love it. Uh, the uh, yeah, it's uh, high atop the Blue Ridge here. We've got uh, thirty, thirty-five mile an hour winds blowing snow, and uh, it's not a morning out for, fit for man or beast uh, out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> So, hey, first things come first, and uh, I really got a little bit of a, a, an announcement to make here. I want to say that we're in the company of greatness here. Uh, my co-host here, Rich Litmello, he uh, was just awarded the prestigious Friends of Automotive History Award by the Society of Automotive Historians. So... Congratulations, congratulations, Richard. I'm going to send you a congratulatory box of Moon Five. And, uh, hey. What more Thank you, thank you. I was surprised by the award, and evidently the uh, Society of Automotive Historians love Crankshaft Magazine, so it was nice to be recognized. I really appreciate it. Well, well deserved. Few people, uh, you have, uh, devoted the vast majority of your entire life. I mean, from the moment you left the stoop there in Brooklyn, you were supporting the antique car hobby and, and preserving its history in so many ways. So kudos to you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Know, uh, uh, one of our close friends that, um, uh, we've known for years, Jim Weber. Uh, speaks every time I talk to Jim, he speaks highly of how fortunate I am to have Tom Cox and Richard Lindantello on the show, on the Classic Car Show. That uh, he's followed your career, Richard, uh, I guess for years and years, and uh, I think he he would he would read a roll of toilet paper if he'd write on it, you know. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. <laughs> Well, I got to meet him one day. Never, <laughs> never quite had it put that way, Richard. Maybe you should try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I want to pen a story on an alpha this afternoon on toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome, the, uh, and I'm sorry about the power outage, but uh, we'll still get in uh, three-quarters of the show. Or not quite three-quarters, well, but we'll, we'll still get in a goodly portion of it. How about that? As they say, you don't mess with Mother Nature. Uh, now, I will tell you, there is a place out there with cars and much better weather, and that is uh, out in Nevada, 
Uh, today, the AACA Las Vegas region is hosting the AACA Western Spring Nationals. They are at the Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa in Henderson, Nevada, which is just a short jaunt from downtown Las Vegas. And if you recall the show fields at AACA, they don't dismiss until 3 o'clock unless there's inclement weather. So if you live out in the Las Vegas area and you have the time, head on out to Henderson there to the Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort and check out the AACA Spring Western Spring Nationals out there. They're going to have a lot of nice cars out there, and they'll be on the field starting at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, generally speaking, judging will commence at 11, so generally speaking, all the cars will be on the on the show field by 11. So if you're out there between 11 and 3, you're going to see them all. So I'd highly recommend you check it out. And uh, someone else just came back from someplace that was sunny last weekend anyway, and that was my pal Richard here. He was at the uh, Amelia Island Concourse, which, of course, that's now called The Amelia. But, uh, yeah. How was very it? Richard? Nice event. It was very nice. We had perfect weather, 73 degrees, 74, and sunny. It was very nice. Nice selection of cars. The show field was down compared to past years. I would say about, I don't know, 40, 50 cars. Hard to say. And, you know, there was, it was a race car thing this year. So from my point of view, there was a little too many race cars, especially modern stuff. You know, all that Le Mans stuff. I liked old race cars. The new stuff, they don't do anything for me. So, I was a little bored by it, but the rest of the cars were spectacular. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so, uh, but the one thing I didn't like about the uh, the Amelia this year was that they, don't, they didn't have placards. They had a simple placard in front of the car saying what car it is and who owns it, and that was it. If you wanted to read any information, you had to put your phone to the QR code and then get it on your phone, you know. And I saw people fumbling around, holding a kid in one hand, trying to, you know, you know, process the QR code. And it's like, wow, this is this is not a good way of doing it. I, I know some people like going high tech, but uh, it was a little bit inconvenient. But outside of that, you know, uh, it was Haggerty's first uh, event uh, owning the Amelia. So hopefully things will get better from here on in. We'll see. Uh, that's a great point about the QR code. I know er- everybody is always so eager to go high-tech, as you say, and yet at the same time, we don't stop to think of, you know, people who are visiting. They ha- they have kids, they're carrying stuff, they're crowds, the this, the that, and, and sometimes it is tough to, uh, you know, do everything you need to do in order to uh, access the technology. So and that's a great point something for yeah, us to crazy. think about with AACA, too. Um, yeah. You know, auction sales. I, I know you're not an auction guy, but the auction sales down there were fairly strong. I did note that uh, <laughs> a new record was set for uh, Model T. A 1908 Model T Touring went for $246,000, including buyer's premium. Um but now, who owns you would it? think for that. Who owned it? I know you would. You would think for that kind of money that it that it would have been Henry's own Model T, but uh, it was uh, 
it's indicated to be serial number two. However, if you look up the info on it, there's no absolute that it was the second car off the line, only that it allegedly an er, an, it's an early car because it's a two-lever car, which, you know, there's differences, people think, between the first 500 and first 800 cars. Henry switched over to the now-familiar three pedals uh, to operate the Model T, but the early cars had twin levers to the left-hand side. And so it was an early car, but there's no way to say for sure that that's the second car that came off the assembly line. Interestingly enough, it was found in 1959 by none other than uh, Richard Teague, who was a stylist, of course, for Packard in its waning years, and then went on to uh, do a lot of great stuff over it. One of my favorite manufacturers, American Motors. But uh, well, $246,000 is a lot of jack. We're, uh, we're going to try right. to stay by uh, schedule, guys, so we're going to take a break, okay? And uh, we're ready to uh, take our first break. We'll be back with Tom and Richard right after a couple of words. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com. That's 888-268-4783, jctaylor.com. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. And it's all yours, guys. Well, uh, before the break, we were talking about that $246,000 Model T. I, I guess that's what it costs to get the bragging rights to what you think might be Model T number two. Um, but at least but. one of the... But <laughs> that, that that is a prime example of what I always say when I go to these auctions. There's a lot of people out there with more money than brains. <laughs> and it's sad, but true. <laughs> you know, I admire no. them with the ability to buy what they want regardless of the price, but it kind of ruins it for the rest of the hobby when all of a sudden every other Model T owner now suddenly thinks their car is worth heavily into the six figures and it's not the case so uh no there's a lot of negatives to something like that 
going to be a lot of disappointed people out there who think that their ship suddenly come in, they're going to rush to put it out there on the market, and there it's going to sit. Uh, right. So. so, you know, we were, you and I were talking in between the break, we were talking about uh, favorite automotive books, and uh, I have to say, one of my favorites, and it's more of a technical nature, though, is the the Dykes Automobile and Gasoline and Cy- Gasoline Engine Encyclopedias, um, you know, all the way from the um, early days. I can't. I'm not sure when the first one was printed, but probably somewhere around 1910, 1908, somewhere in there, or perhaps even earlier. Um, and then I know they were printed all the way up into the 50s. But uh, really small, thick little books uh, in the thousands of pages, but provides just all kinds of insight and information on just about everything automotive related. If you look in Dykes printed in the uh, one printed in the twenties, for instance, it'll tell you how to replace the fabric top. It'll tell you how to rebuild your engine. It'll tell you how to repair the charging system. Um, it's crazy. It's just a, and filled a with tremendous, specs. tremendous resource. Yeah, it's filled with specs. You know, you want to know the boring stroke of a DuPont or a Marmon? You know, it's in there, and it tells you, you know, uh, uh, from the compression ratio and uh, gear ratios. I mean, that Dykes is just filled with freaking information. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Well, and and you can pick them up. Relatively inexpensively, um, they're sold regularly on eBay from for anything anywhere between thirty and seventy-five bucks. Of course, now thanks to fuel and other things, uh, it'll cost you five hundred dollars to have it shipped. <laughs> but they're they're really easily easily bought, and they're a great yeah. resource. Yeah, I, I have one right by my desk. They're pretty cool, but I can't sit down and read that. You know. <laughs> no, right. But I can't sit down and read that if I want to read a book. Like like my two favorite, I have two favorite automotive books that I absolutely cherish. One of them is uh, Alfa Romeo, The Immortal 2.9 by uh, Simon Moore, which is just a mind-blowing book all about the ultra-rare 2.9 Alphas. And then my other favorite book is The Touring Superleggera, uh, you know, by the uh, coach builder Touring. And it was uh, uh, written by the founder's son, Carlo Felice Bianchi Andalini. And uh, it's just a, an amazing book how Touring crafted all these automobiles way back and their designs and uh, their construction methods. And, man, I, I could sit down and look at that book and, and actually, you know, read it and get some great enjoyment from it for hours and hours. I just love it. The uh, no, but now you know. For me, uh, there's you know some authors that you just absolutely love, and anything that they've written is always good. And for me, that's uh, Richard Langworth. I I love anything written by Richard Langworth, whether it's his articles and magazines over the years, or whether it's uh, Hudson, the post-war years. Uh, another great book. Kaiser Fraser, The Last Onslaught on Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And great stuff. I, you know, I'm not sh- sure whether they're still in print or not, um, you know, because the first printing of those books goes all the way back to the um, probably the 
late seventies, early eighties. But um, I, I do think there's some second and third editions out there. But you can find them out there on Amazon, eBay, and other places. Or swap meets. It's a good place to find them too. Uh, I, I have noted that if you're chasing down a particular book, it's like. So I was looking for the history of Hupmobile, and I went on Amazon. I saw all these original copies out there. They were selling them for anywhere between 175 and 300 dollars, which is just totally insane. Wow! And I'm like, gosh, that that's a lot. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, maybe I'll wait, or maybe I'll see if I can find one at a swap meet or something. And so I decided to plug it in, plug in the the publisher. And lo and behold, even though it didn't come up in Google, go go figure. That's a surprise, huh? But it's yeah. because of all the ad, ads and everything else, that are, all the other junk that comes up in Google. But the publisher still had some of those books on hand, and I was able to buy one for thirty four ninety five plus shipping. So uh, <laughs> you know, just it, it, it pays to look around and, and check on it because, you know, I was tempted to buy the one for 175 bucks. So I, I, I got out. Cheap books, good. <laughs> Cheap books are good. We have a great used bookstore here in Knoxville called McKay's, which I know you're familiar oh, with. Oh, it's a great place. I go there every couple of weeks, and I found the two books on, believe it or not, of Russian cars lately, and I had nothing on Russian cars in my library, and it was like $12 each. These are the same books that, I, that you know, you see uh, for sale for 30 to 50 bucks. So uh, used bookstores are a great resource for automotive books, besides, you know, uh, Hershey and Carlisle and Charlotte Auto Fair. But, uh, yeah, uh, you just can never have enough car books. You just can't. The uh, One of my other favorite books, and it's not of a technical nature, um, not really a historical book, but it's a book of adventures with cars or stories um, of adventures with cars written by uh, the guy, one of the original writers for National Lampoon, P.J. O'Rourke, and he just recently passed away, but Driving yeah. Like Crazy. Driving Like Crazy is just a hysterical uh, journey through P.J. O'Rourke's experiences with automobiles. Um, I, ha I was reading it on a flight going somewhere, and I, just, I got into one particular point and was just laughing out loud and then realized I was on the plane. <laughs> it was just a, a, tr a tr tremendous book, um, driving like crazy, a lot of fun, and uh, easily sourced as well. Um, you know, we were all thinking, yeah. Oh, it's a great book. Actually, I got an extra copy, so I'll I'll send one your way. It, it, it's worth the read. Um, as far as cars, movies, you know, everybody has a favorite car movie too, or or series of car movies, and they run the gamut. Uh, how about you, Richard? Oh yeah, to me, there's you know, I mean, everybody says you know, Le Mans, which you know, to me is the greatest racing movie. Grand Prix was another fantastic one that I saw on Broadway when it first came out. My father took me there. And, uh, you know, people say Bullet. Well, you know, Bullet is a lousy movie. It just has a great chase scene. That's it. But when it comes to cars, there is no better movie than It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Ah, I mean, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> every car in existence from that era is in that movie. 
I mean, it's just nonstop. You look in the, the streets in California as they're panning going by, and you, oh, look, a TR3, oh, look, you know, a Jaguar, look, a Metropolitan, a Studebaker. I mean, it's just endless, you know? It's just, that is my favorite all-car movie, and in fact, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's just incredibly funny. It, it is uh, absolutely my favorite movie of all time, too, and you and I share that. And, uh, you know, I just reason. So not to get off on a non-automotive topic, because I just happened to have it sitting right here next to me. And uh, I didn't didn't set this up either. But uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Is They've got a new edition of it out um, called the Criterion Collection. Um, and they have... Hmm restored about 40 minutes of the movie that had been taken out um and even really? taken out before it yeah before it debuted and i'm trying to look right here now um the restored version is 163 minutes wow i gotta get it yeah it yeah, no, uh, it's a, a restored 4K digital transfer, and it is just like totally, totally, totally killer. And so it's a lot of great stuff that you didn't see even when you saw the movie when it first came out. So, um, yeah, I am a huge, it's a mad, 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 mad world friend, uh, fan. And, uh, you know, what, what's cool about that is there's so many little stories here and there. The gas station scene is like my favorite. Uh, with Jonathan oh, Winters and those two guys and Phil Silvers, you know, but the, the backstories are so, so interesting because, uh, of course, uh, Jonathan Winters was a pretty unusual guy. Uh, he got so jacked up at one point, he's banging Phil Silvers' head into a gas pump and he got so into the role. He, he hit Silvers so hard when he was slamming his head into the gas pump that they, he ended up with a concussion. They had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> No way. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like, I read up on all the history of, of it's a mad, 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 mad world. So that, that's hilarious. Um, I'll tell you another yeah. movie that I really kind of like and it's sort of the antithesis of what I'm into in terms of restoration and preservation. Um, but that is, uh, the, uh, movies by H.B. Halakai, uh, the Gone in 60, the original Gone in 60 Seconds movie, uh, done in about 1974, and then the yep. follow-up movies, The Junk Man, which came out in the early 80s, and, uh, it's just okay, guys, crazy, we're going to have to take a break. Okay. Okay, uh, we're going to cut in here and take a break, and we'll be back with Tom and Richard right after a couple of words. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. 
If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com. That's 888-268-4783, jctaylor.com. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Take it away, Tom. All right. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking about uh, the the junk man, um, H.B. Halcott. You know, the guy used his own cars for making that film. Making both oh, I've films. never seen it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it also has a rather notable uh, spot in the uh, um, Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, over 150 cars destroyed. Like I said, it's the antithesis of, of how I've lived my life. But uh, it's, it's an amazing, you know, it's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. So I, I really, right. really enjoy both of those. Um, but so it's about that time for uh, pick of the pick of the week. And uh, this <clears throat> week's pick of the week is a 1955 Chrysler Imperial four-door sedan, uh, which is for sale in just south of me in Virginia. And it's $3,500 for it, and it's complete with its 331 Hemi and uh, just a really decent-looking project for, for, that, for an asking price of $3,500. And, you know, very rare... To go, even if the price says firm, I've always found if I bring cash, I can usually cash move the king. needle a little bit. Cash is king. Yes, uh, cash is king. That's a great price. I mean, <laughs> you can't even find a set of tires for thirty five hundred dollars today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. No, you're right about that. You know, well, pretty soon <laughs> if things keep going the way they're going, you're not going to be able to get a tank of gas for thirty five hundred dollars. No, and here you're getting a whole car from the 50s and a Chrysler. <laughs> I mean, the workmanship and the details on that car is just simply amazing for what you're getting. Wow, that's a score. Well, I'm surprised you didn't buy it yet. I, I, hey, no kidding. I, I'm tempted to go look at it because it's just really close by. I, I had some pictures sent to me so that I could give it a good once-over, make sure it was a good pick of the week, and then I was like, huh. You know, this thing is pretty good. Um, 331 cubic inch Hemi engine still there under the hood. Everything is still there, and that's something that's unusual, too. A lot of these cars now, if they're unrestored, the Hemis end up getting pulled out, 
because they're just popular with uh, street rod builders and and others uh, because everybody wants a Hemi. Uh, it was pretty powerful in state too, 250 horses, and uh, hooked up to that to the uh, Chrysler's uh, early pa- their Power Flight automatic transmission. Um, they called the 55 Chryslers the hundred million look, not hundred million dollar look, but the hundred million look. Um, the 55 was pretty cool too because it had those gunsight taillights on them, uh, yeah. which is the first, first time happen? those appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything so complete. It's absolutely complete. And while the you know the dash was was covered with that uh, padded vinyl, and it's not really very intricate, so it could be easily redone. Um, that's cracked up and gone, but the rest of the upholstery actually looks pretty decent. The door panels look good, the seats look good, uh, just just a decent-looking car. That was also, you know, another notable uh, point of the 55 Chrysler. It was the 55 Chrysler Imperials, and that was the first year that Imperial became a separate mark uh, in Chrysler Motor, mm-hmm. Motor Company. Um, it became a separate mark in 55, and the 55 Imperial and the 55 Chrysler 300 were the first cars designed by legendary designer Virgil Exner, and it was yeah. the very first of his forward-look uh, design, even though I don't tend to... When I think about Virgil Exner, I'm thinking about the... the 57 the late 50s. 58 exactly um, because of the fins um, he, he really went crazy with some of the fins especially like on the well uh, but let me give photos. you some advice I understand your wife's birthday is coming soon I think she would love to have that car after this show is done you should run and buy it I yeah. should just go there and get and get it <laughs> I, I, you know yeah go I out mean, there Blow the yeah. snow off the trailer, clear 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 the path, and uh, hook up. I ought to be able to get a great deal on it today because it's covered with snow, no doubt. So if I went down there, the guy's probably dejected, figuring the weather's terrible. Nobody wants my right. material. I'm going to get right. it Here's cheap. Here's 800 bucks. <laughs> going to get it cheap. You know what we say about that, right? Yep. <laughs> cheap cars. Cheap cars are good. <laughs> cheap cars are good. Cheap tools are bad. Um, you know, that's the yeah, kind of no. car where you get it running, and you don't have to worry about door things or paint chips while you're driving. You, you just enjoy it for what it is. Because, you know, once you're behind the wheel and you look at the dashboard, you don't know what the exterior looks like. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Go for it. That's true. And, you know, while obviously I'm drawn to cars because of their styling um, and the engineering that goes into them, which is why I love that really particular make that I really love that came out in 1948 with the uh, step-down design, but we won't mention the name of it, um, the engineering and so forth. But, you know, I love, I'm a dash guy. I, if there's anything that I love in a car, it's, it's the dash. It's, it's the view from the driver's yes. position that I love more than anything else. Um, you know, out looking, whether it's, you know, the dash of those early 60s Chryslers and or, you know, sitting behind the wheel of a 71 to 76 Cadillac and looking out over that long, flat hood. I mean, it's like you're driving an aircraft carrier. It's, it's, it's amazing. 
Um, yeah, you know, some of my favorite dashboards are Studebaker's with the engine turn finish and those beautiful gauges. I just love Studebaker dashboards. Man. I think they rule. They really do. Very, very understated, elegant, beautiful, and have a sports car type feel to them. So, yeah, most definitely. Yep. Yeah, the other dash that I really like is the uh, the full-size 63 Pontiacs, even the 64s. I mean, just beautiful. With all that chrome, I mean, I don't know how you're driving down the road if the sun's behind you because you're going to get blind. There's so much chrome on those dashboards. But, boy, they really are works of art. They truly are. Well, if I remember on the, those cars, um, on the gauges like the amp meter and oil pressure and others they're sort of angled towards the driver too are they not yes yes and and they have a shroud over them yeah they are angled very much like the alpha gtvs they're angled towards the driver and uh boy they're just so great to look at i mean yeah that's when cars will cause it's good-looking stuff. Well, the 55 Imperial, it had one interesting, notable feature on that, and that was it. it you shifted it on the dashboard, and it wasn't the famed Chrysler push-button transmission selection. It was a lever that you moved up and down, and it actually came to a fairly sharp point so that, you know, if you had an accident, <laughs> you get impaled by the... Uh, Shift, the shift lever. It was funny because in the ads for that, I remember it, uh, looking through ads, there was a television actor called named William Lindigan, and he was extolling the virtues of putting the shift lever on the dash with this pointy shift lever pointing right at you, you know, and it, it read, uh, on the dash where it belongs. <laughs> I, you gotta love it. <laughs> You gotta love it. Oh, you know, something I was thinking about that I forgot when we were talking about recommissioning your car, bringing it out of storage for the winter, uh, which this weekend we put them back in for a few minutes. But the one thing I left out that was probably one of the more important things you need to do with your car, if not the most important thing to do with your car, the only thing that's probably more important than brakes is fire extinguishers. You need to have a good fire extinguisher in your car. I can't tell you over the years how many times I've been at a show where there's been a backfire through a carburetor, something has gone on, and then the person with the car experiencing the problem didn't have a fire extinguisher. In fact, I was going to a show a number of years ago uh, down in Winchester, Virginia, and uh, I came upon a car that was going over a bridge, just getting ready to go to the car show. So it was cresting the top of the bridge. I guess it choked down and it backfired and caught fire under the, uh, you know, the carburetor caught on fire and then the whole top of the engine was burning. They didn't have a fire extinguisher or anything. And I didn't have one in my truck because I was driving my regular vehicle, which I've remedied since then. But I, I actually took my shirt off and put the fire wow. out with my shirt. Yeah, destroyed one of my favorite shirts, uh, putting that fire out. But you saved but, the car. Um, you saved, saved the, car. the car. Yeah, it was a well, you know, and it was a good one too. Of, that's the advantage of driving British cars. You know, they rarely start, so you don't have backfire, so you don't need a fire extinguisher. Very simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, don't leave the battery connected, though. Don't leave no. the battery connected <laughs> when it's in storage. Uh, too funny. Okay, guys, one minute. <laughs> one minute. Well, hey, you know, we'll be back next the week. Way they are today, no. With the gas the way they are today, inflate your tires. If it says 32, make it 36 because a harder tire will has less rolling resistance and you'll get better gas mileage. And everything helps in today's climate. Well, if you save 10%, if you only increase your gas mileage by 10%, just think all the money you're going to save. And then you can go buy a 55 Chrysler Imperial. That's a great deal. Yes. Right? What's cheap yes. cars are you good. Need to buy it now. <laughs> okay, guys, it's been another great show. Sorry for the inconvenience of uh, missing a little bit of it due to our Georgia power. They're wonderful folks, though. So, with that being said, <laughs> we got to move on to the classic Auto Mall show. And we'll see you guys back here next week. Thank you. Thank you, folks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.